This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Swindon Town. for Swindon had it all to do and performed with a plum, as they would say, at Harrogate Town for the first time. And what a way to start that bank holiday push. A, a little late one for the presser this week, but joining me as ever from Top Sports Swindon, Ryan Walker, happy Easter. Happy happy Easter, Joe, yeah. Uh, the presser without the press conference to talk about. Um, bit of a strange one. So anyone that would have been following the live blog um, each week, apologies again. Um, for any technical issues, just couldn't get onto it. I could not get onto that call whatsoever. Maybe Ben Garner barred me. Who knows? <laughs> I, I did wonder maybe if he didn't like that. You know, all of those years, you know, local media being, you know, having such a hold in Wiltshire <laughs> and in the county and the club, you know, toing and froing with that over decades and decades and decades. And who knew that all they needed was a was a dodgy Zoom connection. <laughs> that was it right that's the beauty of technology instead of those days where they have to ban media they can just not let them onto the zoom call 
So, <laughs> um, you know, maybe my question to Ben Garner the other day about the running, maybe he thought that's it. I've had enough. Too much for a Saturday. He probably thought I've already had this 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 Pratt on recently. Can't deal with him on Saturday, so we'll just block him. But I'm sure all will be back to back well and good next press conference. Absolutely, it'd be a great chance to make friends again. It's uh, we were saying a bit after the uh, Harrogate game that, um, or a bit beforehand. Yeah, you know, being in the Easter break, games are coming sort of thick and fast, and this is just coming you know, hours less than less than twenty four hours after the the victory, and they're already talking about the the next one. So, wasn't too much meat on the bone for us uh, us to gleam. Um, a bit a bit heavy for um, Harrogate. They've lost another two players, including um, Ryan Fairclough, who needed to be stretched off. Uh, with the assistance of our physio team, they're down to nine first-team players short for their trip to Northampton, so they're going to have a rough old time. Uh, we lost Rob Hunt. Yeah, yeah, very, um, very big loss actually. And and when you sit back and think about Rob Hunt's loss, it's probably bigger than what other people might um, kind of analyse because Rob Hunt's been this stalwart of a player under Ben Garner this season. He, he's probably played more minutes. It'd be interesting to see, but probably played more minutes than anyone else in the team uh, this season because he's he's just everywhere, isn't he? Whether he's been used as a right wing back, a right back, he's he's Mr. Consistent, um, as everyone likes to say. He never really shines in a game, but he never really has a bad performance either. And he's just a, a, a very solid right back choice for Swindon Town. So a big loss he will be. Um of course, he had a scan today. We tried to find out more about that scan, but we've had very little information. Um, I will put a question to Ben Garner when I speak to him tomorrow following the game, because, of course, that's in person. So um, I can't get blocked by a Zoom connection. Um, <laughs> but I will ask him the question. But quite a big loss, of course. However, on, in his place, Mandela Egbo, um at right back, he can play there. And, well, we, we saw what he could do at the weekend. Well, sorry, on Friday, I should say. Yeah, he certainly had uh, had some good link-ups. Well, um, before the Harrogate game as well, we talk about um, lack of goals coming from somewhere. If you needed two people to get a brace, uh, there were a few people better than you would have chosen to have than Barry and Davison. And what a, what a boost that will be for them. It'll be a massive boost, won't it? We've, we've been speaking to Ben Garner about this recently in the sense that very, very reliant on Harry McCurdy and the other attackers weren't really firing to see both of them. Two players that you felt really needed a goal for their confidence levels got it. Uh, and more importantly, it was, it was a big win for Swindon. We've not seen too many of them. Uh, and what a time to go on a, a a little run if we can possibly. Yeah, it seems fortuitous as well because I noticed just looking at the uh, at the notes coming out of the press conference that the Harry McCurdy chat that uh, mm. was quite playful on Friday. He was a little more guarded, had his clo- his cards a bit closer to his chest, didn't he? He did, and and whether that's a sense of the opposition, he's maybe a little bit more wary of Ben Garner. Um, of course, Leighton Orient hadn't had the best season, but they, they got a good result the other day. They've certainly been doing well under Richie Wellens. Um, maybe he just wants to possibly keep a little bit more information close to his chest going into tomorrow's game. Um, Harry McCurdy has joined in training yesterday. He's then joined in training today. And we found out last week that he actually had a few more steps just to go through. A lot of his steps that he had to go through for Harry McCurdy's uh, fitness and for him to be given the green light to play, we're actually involved in sprinting and seeing it was okay doing that. So he's trained for the last two days. You know, if he's come through that, brilliant. We'll we will definitely know by tomorrow whether he's done well in those last couple of days training. Um, what it would be said though is that 
don't be fooled. Bengal will not rush Harry McCurdy back. He will not take that risk whatsoever. Um, so if he feels that there's any chance whether he come on and he could pick, he could worsen his injury, he he won't be risked. So you know, maybe that four goals at the on the Friday, that big victory gave him a bit more food for thought that he could trust his attackers. Possibly won't risk Harry, but it's yet to be seen. Yeah, and though we saw that uh, Alison Willits had a busy, a busy old time of it on Friday, that has been a consistency from this season, hasn't it? That we've seen it with, uh, we've seen it with Jordan Lyon before he came back into the squad. He's unfortunately um, injured again, uh, and then with Jack Payne as well. Of just how sort of thorough and meticulous um, mm. the club have been, not only in sort of diagnosing industry, but it, uh, I think the words for. Jordan Lyon were used as a health MOT or a full MOT of his yeah. body. They're really sort of not going to throw people out there who aren't ready and we're not in the culture of patch it up and see if you get through on Saturday or Monday or whatever, are we? No, we're not. There's been a lot of investment in in the medical side of things for Swindon Town this season and Ben Garner is such a um, particular kind of um, likes to analyse every single thing down to the finest details that he will not be risking Harry McCurdy if there's any chance of an injury, given the stage of the season we're at. That being said, though, you know, Leighton Orient, they can pose teams problem. We've seen them shock some teams and then also kind of suffer some defeats that you maybe thought, oh, I thought they might have done better in that game. So it, it's it's quite a hard decision for Bengana because we, we spoke the other day, Joe, and we said that every game is really a must-win for Swindon Town now going into the last stage of season if we're serious about making the playoffs so he won't want to risk him but at the same time there might be a need to risk him if that makes sense yeah I guess it's all about balance I'm interested to see as well you know there's questions coming up about how they're going to prepare for this quick turnaround you know as we'd said before this being the holiday season you've got the two bank holidays and very short space of recovery in time. Um, but they're sort of doing split sessions, aren't they, to make sure that everybody who didn't play has got the same fitness level or the same preparedness. Yeah, when it comes to fitness for, for Swindon Town, Bengal has been so heavy on, a lot of the time he's used the word loading in training and making sure that these players, the ones that even aren't playing a, a match ready all the time, ready to go. Of course, you know, you're never going to be the same, um, you know, the likes of Mo Darbray, for example, aren't going to have the same match fitness levels as Jack Payne because he's barely played any minutes. But the training is that intense that a lot of these players are ready to come and step in. And uh, of course, even in the recovery stage of things, um, Harry McCurdy's fitness hasn't been an issue in terms of him being able to cope through 90 minutes. It's just how his body reacts to certain things in games. Again, speaking of that caution, we like we touched on, we had a start from Mandela Egbo, uh, mm. very impactful, uh, but he did come off after just over an hour in. Mm. Was that for any particular reason or just caution? It was really just caution. Um, Ben Garner did say um, when we spoke to him the other day that he, he wanted to look at trying and increase his minutes. And, and he's always been a fan of putting players in, possibly building him up and getting to that 60 minute stage. And then once they've done 60 minutes and they've managed to cope with that, the next game you often see them play 90 minutes. So I'd, I'd really expect Mandela Regbo to play 90 minutes tomorrow. There's no issues for him whatsoever. Um, he'll be starting and and of course what performance it was for him it certainly was um, a bit curious to see a discussion on video analysis I understand that Ghana has a sort of modern approach if you will this is not not new to uh, sort of managerial 
setups. This is sort of an integral part of how a modern aggressive football club operates, isn't it? It is. I think there's a difference between kind of just shoving a video on like maybe John Sheridan did with Swindon Town last season and, and making them watch it. And compared to, I don't know if you've ever seen kind of the behind uh, the scenes Amazon Prime documentaries with the likes of Man City and Pep Guardiola, whereby he had these massive video sessions and, and they analyse absolutely everything. That's more what I think Ben Garner's probably like. Um, we did have the question put to him and and he said kind of he's very um very hot on it and he likes to use it lots with this group of players. Um and, and they they take a lot from it. They've taken a lot from it very, very quickly. He said he said they do a lot of analysis. Um Swindon use virtual tools to highlight what they want and show them the video. So of course in my head I'm I'm imagining the likes of Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville on Monday Night Football. Um, with their big touchscreen drawing arrows here, there and everywhere. Uh, but he is big on analysis and he admitted that in the press conference himself as well. Um, possibly you might say that Ben Garner's approach is more of a, a higher divisional approach to lower divisional players, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. But for large parts of the season, it, it seems to have worked in his favour. Yeah, I think this is sort of, from what I can understand, you know, the days of uh, Paolo Di Cadio and you waiting to see how big your or how many um movie files are in your folder when you come in to basically just get a telling off <laughs> and be told you're a Sabutio goalkeeper or whatever it is or away. There seem to be sort of more short, concise, uh bite sized packages that are actually um not only analysis but with with points on how to improve and what's expected. Yeah, they're, they're not long meetings. Um, really, he said they're only about five, six minute longs, the, these meetings, aren't they? With possibly five or six games of short video clips for the players to look at and analyse. So really, it's it's very short bursts of information. Um, it's not like Ben Garner's um, killing them with PowerPoint presentations. Um, it's very quick, very straight to the point. And, you know, that's what the players need. They want to see what their job is. They want to see what they have to do against the upcoming opposition. Uh, whether that be in defence and attack, and and he seems to be getting that message across because he doesn't want to overload overload these players with information, or, or like I said, boring them with with meetings. Because at the end of the day, they're footballers, aren't they? They're not they're not used to having lengthy meetings at, over and over and over. No, of course, of course. I think that the listeners of Low Strangers can emphasise in terms of getting lots and lots <laughs> of information through them in a short space. In this bank holiday, we haven't touched too much on Harrogate because, of course, if anyone has missed the episode before, uh, Connor, Terry and Dan are digesting that. So please do have a look if you've missed that. They're all sort of coming out thick and fast over the bank holiday. Um, Leighton Orient then, they're coming to us at home. I have to admit, when in the away fixture just around uh before christmas time um they really put us to the sword and mm. we sometimes do like a low strangers watch along with the patreons and they've all been pretty grim viewing but of the ones that are grim viewing and you know have been defeats that was the one where you know they just knocked tranmere out of the second round of the fa cup um mm. and then they beat us i think they beat us four nil was it so they'd come off two pretty decisive victories and never was there a team that looked more like they were going to absolutely roar up the table but that was it everything dropped off from there yeah i, I remember that game I, I remember watching it and i was speaking to uh some of um kind of fellow journalists and we were saying like wow Leighton Orient could be the team to beat this season you could see them almost challenging for the automatic spots and and at the very least making the playoffs and then and then they've dropped off and they've just kind of 
had this really indifferent form where they they really do struggle to sting, string results together. Um, so for Swindon Town, that's a good thing because, of course, they, they won 3-0 against Scunthorpe on Friday, um, relegated them. That is their relegation confirmed for Scunthorpe, isn't it? Um, but they, they struggled to string results together. So, of course, at Swindon tomorrow, hopefully they'll then have a loss, um, which would be brilliant. But Rich Wellens is in charge. He knows a lot of these Swindon players. He's a very good manager at this level if he's given time. Um, we just have to hope. Um, the only the problem is that Richie Wellens won't let them, but we have to hope that some of them are in holiday mode now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they've had a good result today. Um, obviously, be emotional for me because I'm going back to a club that, you know, I the the time that I spent there, the 18 months that I spent there, I made lifelong friends. And um, the kit man there, Jonah and Steve, told te- text me all the time. Um, so you know the the roller coaster that we went on, the emotions that we we shared together as as a manager, as players, as staff, and as supporters. Um, obviously holds very close to my heart so it'd be good to go back um, obviously we're not playing for nothing and they're going for a big prize so um, listen I can't speak highly for the, fa- the fans and, and the club there it's a fantastic football club and they had such a difficult summer are you surprised to see them pushing for the playoffs? Uh, not really because I know Ben Chorley really well and I know his recruitment he's very very good at in this league um, so no I mean if you offer up if you ask players who are dropping from League 1 or the best players in League 2 Name me six clubs that you would like to go to in League yeah. Two. Swindon would be right up. Or do you imagine Swindon, Bradford, Leighton Orient, uh, Mansfield would be right up there. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, I was just thinking, you know, all those links that we had with Leighton Orient. You've got Martin Ling, the legend here, director of football. Uh, Harry Smith was on loan here. Lawrence Vigoroux in the sticks. And, oh, yes, who did replace Kenny Jacket? But our old friend, the prodigal one, returns tomorrow it's Mr. Richie Wellens. So what I'm interested to to gauge here is that Richie Wellens, I think a lot of people are still in breakup mode a little bit. And yeah. he is, so I don't know if he's completely Marmite with the fan base. I'd say maybe it's about 70, 30. Some people are still not quite, quite healed from it. There was that nice clip at the beginning that I've stuck in uh, from his interview on the weekend. And he obviously still has a lot of uh, affection for the club. What kind of reception do you think Mr. Wellens will get tomorrow? Well, it depends whether his team win or lose. <laughs> I think the large parts, but um, on a serious note, I think I think Richie's going to get a good reception. Um, he he left the club probably to an offer that was too hard to miss at the time. Um, of course, he's Northern lad. He was offered that sort of job right on his doorstep with a big budget that comes with it at a time when Swindon Town, the cracks were starting to appear and they could no longer be papered over. Um, I'm looking forward to having Richie Wellens back in Swindon Town um, in that dugout. Of course, it would be the away dugout, but I think he did a great job under incredibly difficult circumstances. And, uh, you know, more than anything, I think that's probably... I'm probably going to go out on a whim here. Some people might not agree, but that's probably the most entertaining football I've seen Swindon play, including this season. I would say Wellens football was more entertaining. Um, possibly played a little bit uh, more on the edge than what Ben Garner likes to play, but he did a terrific job. He got us promoted, and and why shouldn't he have a good reception? Well, you won't get any complaints from me. He's very good to uh, to this pod in terms of you know sort of fan engagement. He was kind of leading the way at a time when you know the club were not particularly motivated to engage mm. fans. I know there was good efforts from the press team who were there at the time to get things going. But I think that was uh, used as sort of his cooperation. He was very willing during the um, 
you know that sort of game postponement time to help to get people onto this show for interviews. There's a lot of first team players interviewed um, while there was no games on. Um, yeah, I think you'll understand as well. We can bring in for once, you know, you're a United fan. You'll understand <laughs> that, you know, Richie was, he's still a fan now and still a season ticket holder, but mm. you know, he was in that academy setup and is one of those people that, I mean, there's a litany of so many people who they might not have made it at United, but they did make it in the professional game and carve a decent career for themselves. And circumstances as well, of course, you know, having things where, you know, you weren't allowed to mix in different households at the time. You weren't necessarily as free to travel back and forth on weekends. All the things that were going on behind the scenes in the club here, we'll still learn plenty more about uh, over the next year or years as various uh, (laughs) hearings and outcomes come to light. Um, I'm not sure that we as fans can kind of take that as personally. I think there are a lot of spinning plates that kind of led him to make the move that he did. Yeah, I think it was possibly the only thing I would criticise is the uh, kind of way I remember interviewing Richie on on a weekly basis and and even kind of doing a couple of different uh, phone interviews with him as well in the lead up to him leaving the, the Swindon Town job. And it was always the question was put to him. And he was, no, 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 no one should question my loyalty. I'm not going to leave Swindon. And it was right up until kind of the week even before he left. And then it was like the day before he left and he started getting news. And it was kind of a bit probably poorly handled on his heart behalf there, whereby he he, he, he staunchly denied the rumours. And then next thing you know, snap your fingers and he was gone. Um, it's just football, isn't it? You know, no, we'll probably see this come the end of the season. Uh, admittedly, I'd like to say we wouldn't, but when a lot of these players are out of contract and the big money comes in for some of them, you know, they always say there's no such thing as loyalty in football. Yes, I can remember. Now, two things I can remember from that is that uh, I can remember him having the quote of saying that as long as this club matched my ambition, I will be here. Mm. But then I also remember beforehand, before uh, you know all of this PPG stuff came in, there were a f- few for- sort of murmurings and pushes to recruit him from the likes of Doncaster, where he eventually went. There was rumours about Blackpool. Um, he seemed almost mm. to be planning his next move cautiously like you say the Salford offer was too good to turn down then he got offered the Doncaster job and you know they really are down in the doldrums this is a this is a big a big moment professionally for Richie Wellens at Orient now isn't it well this is make or break for Richie Wellens if he wants to go on I remember he told me that his aim was to one day manage in the Premier League and he believed he would do and (laughs) <laughs> it's it's very easy to say that, but if Rich Wellens really does want to do that, then he has to now impress in this job because that reputation of being a promotion winning manager slightly worn off now. And instead, two clubs later, Salford was a failure. He wasn't given enough time there. Doncaster was a failure, regardless if he said there was a lot going on behind the scenes. So he's had one promotion, two failed attempts, and, and now he's in, in the last chance saloon really with Leighton Orient. Yes, he most certainly is. Okay, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. Um, We don't have Rob Hunt for tomorrow. That's pretty much nailed on. Harry McCurdy's up in the air. Um, So other than changing Rob Hunt, anything that you'd uh, pick different lineup wise 
Not really. I think you'd probably, if you kind of look at that lineup that that we had the other day, um, of course, like you said there, you touched on the fact that Rob Hunt will be. I'd actually probably say that Rob Hunt, the fact that he's having a scan, would be unavailable for the rest of the season. Um, Mandela Regbo, I'd I'd say would start at right back in place of Rob Hunt. And then it all depends, doesn't it? That question um, of whether Harry McCurdy is fit. I'm going to say whether he is. Harry McCurdy will probably start on the bench. And we'd see Johnny Williams go in at a right wing back and Negbo drops a defence. Yes, it could be. I guess the alternative is that, you know, you could see um you could see a sort of rejigging of that defence and maybe a, a, a central three with a proper wing back. It's almost like a Nigel Pearson style uh five three two to three five two alternating depending on defence and attack. Um yes, could be an opportunity for uh Odimeo. Um O'Brien as well. I mean, I mean, there's lots of players, isn't there? You look at that. Now you're getting players back to fitness. There's, there's players there that will be dying to get a game. Absolutely, it's a it's a huge opportunity to get another three points. Just out of curiosity, before we go, if you did manage to get hold of Ben Garner, what would you have liked to have asked him? I'd like to have known a little bit more about uh, Rob Hunt's injury. Uh, and to really try and find out a little bit more of an understanding of what that actual injury is, because when he tells you a bit more, you can really assess the time frame in there as well. Um, of course, I w- I'm quite eager to be quite hot on contracts at the moment, so I'd like to have found out a little bit more about that. And also just have um, a little bit more of a chat about Louis Barry, because I think Louis Barry is a player that's come to Swindon full of potential. He's very, very young. He, he's kind of sometimes showing that spark sometimes showing he's not um but whether there's any discussions there to keep him on loan for next season yes let's hope so and i wonder what his penalty skills are like because there is an extra event did you see so on thursday at 3 p.m down at the county ground the players will be partaking in a penalty shootout yep a penalty shootout at 3 p.m and it's an opportunity in half term for people to get down and Meet the players. Nice bit of fan engagement, which we like very much. What's your uh, What's your ideal penalty technique before we go? Um, I like to go with the hop, skip, and the junk. The junk. I should say hop, <laughs> skip, and the jump. Sorry, <laughs> that's my preferred time. It works every time. I'm a United fan, Bruno Fernandez through and through. So, well, we yeah, would all love to see nice. the hop, skip, and the junk as well. That would uh, work. A nice, nice cheeky Panenka, <laughs> Michael Doughty style for me is all good. <laughs> right, I guess I will speak to you before the Harrogate game. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on at short notice after a tricky, sticky, technologically icky weekend. Thank Enjoy the game tomorrow and speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Joe. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.